This is Life Made Better, a podcast from two coaches with a zest for not only their lives, but yours. In this series, Fleur and Lucia seek out tips, tools, and exercises to inspire you to achieve your dreams and goals. Join us and let's make life better. Welcome back to Life Made Better, the podcast where we interview interesting people that not only inspire us, but so that we can find out how they made their life better and how we can learn from their story and their challenges. Today, we are very happy to be interviewing HR Tech co-founders, Hannah Peet and Alexandra Slater, who are building technology to aid better, faster and fairer hiring with an all-in-one recruitment platform. For 20 plus years, they've been passionate and committed to helping clients find the best talent to support their business growth. But more recently, they have been conscious that there must be a more innovative and cost-effective way to help clients. And this is how Candily has evolved. Welcome, ladies. Hi. Thank you for having us. Thank you. (laughs) So good to have two female entrepreneurs on here today. Super excited. (laughs) We're doing a little cheer in the background for anyone that can't (laughs) see us. (laughs) So tell our audience, ladies, a little bit about yourselves and why both of you decided to set up your own tech business, because that sounds completely terrifying to me. (laughs) (laughs) I think we feel that most of the time as well. (laughs) Hannah, why don't you do it and do it anyway? Yeah, it's um, it's it is terrifying, and it certainly doesn't get um any any easier. But um, yeah, I we decided to set up candidly in lockdown one, and I guess what brought us to that place, Alex and I had worked together previously and um, knew each other and been really good friends. We'd gone on that was what whilst we worked at the IT job board, and we'd gone on to pursue different careers, but always stayed in touch and. I was running a company and hadn't had a very good experience whilst I was on maternity and came back off maternity leave thinking there has to be a different way to do this. There has to be a different way of being able to have a career, have a business and have a family and not have the kind of treatment that I had received. So lockdown actually gave me a really good time to reflect on what I really wanted, what I wanted to do. And I'm really, really risk adverse. And so um, the thought of setting up a business, particularly during lockdown, was truly terrifying. And luckily, I have a great husband who was really encouraging me and supporting me. But I knew from listening to various podcasts and friends I really admire in the industry that having a co-founder is actually probably like one of the most important decisions you can make and a really good decision. I knew I didn't want to set a business up on my own, but I knew it had to be with somebody that I trust and admired. So I reached out to Alex because of all the people I've ever worked with, she was the one that I thought, you know, if I'm going to do this, I need Alex by my side. And um, luckily she agreed to come on this kind of crazy, mad journey with me. So I'll I'll (laughs) hand over to Alex. (laughs) Very kind, Hannah. Um, And we still feel that way now. So it's been a, it's been a, it's been an exciting journey together. We're still um, talking. <laughs> yeah, we are. Um, yeah, my journey was a little bit different. Of course, also had the experience of working with Hannah at the IT Job Board and, and staying friends subsequently. And I stayed with the IT Job Board for a bit longer, moved back to 
uh, Amsterdam where I'd been running the Benelux office and ended up in a situation where the relationship I'd been in deteriorated. I ended up moving back to the UK. The IT job board ended up closing down and I was made redundant. I joined an HR tech startup, which was really interesting to understand more about the startup space. It was quite a learning curve because I'd been with the IT job board for 12 years. So I'd been used to moving through the ranks and the leadership had changed, but I always knew where I was. And I think taking a leap into something outside of that was already quite an unsettling thing. Hannah and I were actually talking about this yesterday because I think, I don't know why it's the case, but I feel like for women in particular, you can be your worst, your own worst enemy. And that's exactly where I think I'd got to, where I I felt so comfortable and confident within the company I'd grown throughout. You know, I, I could have stood up, stood up in front of crowds of people and talked about that business, no problem at all. But the idea of going out and joining another company and having to start from the bottom where they don't know who I am and there's no uh, goodwill from the outset, I guess, from my previous reputation was really unsettling. Anyway, I stayed there for a year and actually it was a really good experience to learn more about the startup space and to prove to myself that I was capable of adding value to another business and and using those skills that I developed at the IT job board elsewhere. But when that came to an end, which my, my gardening leave finished in end of February 2020. So from a timing perspective, somewhat challenging. And I live on my own in a flat in North London and the idea of having to be stuck in lockdown in North London was fairly unpleasant. Conveniently, my sister also lives on her own in North London and we have family, our parents, out in the Suffolk countryside. And that felt like a much more appealing place to be stuck (laughs) if you have to be stuck somewhere. So we both jumped in my car and headed out to the countryside. And after I'd been there for a couple of months, learning how to grow vegetables, learning a, a new appreciation of nature and getting my head in a really good place to attack the next challenge, that's when Hannah approached me and said she had this harebrained idea to to set something up and was I keen to embark on this journey with her so yeah candidly our business has evolved enormously from that first crazy idea of let's do something and I think that it was circumstance that brought us round to that place because I think the opportunity cost of sacrificing a well-paid senior sales leadership job which I had been in and would have moved on to another one if it hadn't been for COVID hitting last year I think I would have been too scared to do that if it hadn't been for the fact that it felt like a the barriers were lower to giving it a go whilst I was already in a, an unusual situation out in my parents house in the countryside jobless last year and I'm so grateful that that's a, a journey we did embark on. Mm. I'm loving hearing and I think you ladies just share so many beautiful things in there that is worth, uh, you know, kind of flagging for our listeners because I think, you know, kind of put in a couple of words, sometimes it takes a breakdown to have a breakthrough. And it feels to me that that's what happened, whether it was that, you know, kind of like your maternity leave, uh, you know, Hannah, you were saying, you come back, he's not that friendly. And that's moment when kind of like the life as you knew it is crashing. And for you, Alex, it was like, you know, my my partnership was going down, relationship, I was in another country, what do I do with my life? But actually, if you look at it, from a birthplace as opposed to an ending place then that's when those miracles happen and quite frequently we hear with our clients that you know we think is the end of our life 
But what if, if instead of being the end of, is the beginning of something new? Because all it takes is that fresh pair of new eyes looking at it and saying, okay, how can I reframe this? And I think that's what you did. You guys kind of like, which is the second learning from me, is always find someone who is willing to be there for you, whether it is in a business perspective, whether it is in a personal perspective. And I think what I'm hearing is for you both was actually the case that both worlds collided. It was like, actually, I found this person who I really get along with. We share the same sort of values and vision. Why not going into business together? Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, that's another opportunity that we sometimes forget and I know that Flair and I were very much in the same boat we were like okay we like coaching we enjoy helping people but actually when you think about starting up your business as a solo entrepreneur it can't be daunting and it's you know it could be lonely and finding out that person that is going to help you and push you through and bounce off you when you've got days of low energy or higher energy I think that's another beautiful journey. I, I totally, totally agree with that. And I think, I mean, you're absolutely right, because I remember, I think as a, a kind of first time mum coming back off mat leave, your confidence is at an all time low. Like, you're, you know, I was seriously doubting myself. You know, I'd had a successful career up until that point. And I was like, but still, I was thinking, can I still do this? Has being a mum changed me? How am I going to cope with a career and a child like there was lots of conflict going on there and then to have you know what went on with my previous employer I mean that really really damaged my confidence so to have Alex and to be able to lean on her and I think you know we as Alex said yesterday we were literally talking about this exact same thing around confidence as a as a woman like it's crazy like you know this we should have so much confidence and Alex and I really have to like self-check ourselves sometimes to say look we've got to look at how far we've come and how much we've achieved and give ourselves that confidence because it's hard to come by and I think kind of going back to your point that certainly when I was kind of really really an all-time low after my mat leave thinking about starting a business then you know that, that it really did come out of kind of real desperation of like I need to do something and and I need to move my life forward in a positive way. And I, yeah, as you say, it was just so fortunate that Alex and I's world, I mean, not that we were both going through our own kind of internal conflict, but that it did happen to coincide at the same time. And we did have the opportunity where we could help and support each other. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. I just love the fact that even though you both were going through that internal conflict, the spirit of your womanly power I'd like to say <laughs> still came through it was yeah. like yeah we've been knocked down yeah we're both going through the shit but like the Buddhist religion would say that's how the lotus flower grows it has to go through the the crap before it can actually flower but you step you kept going so actually I think logically your minds were going oh and this is what happens the inner critic comes up and says no this isn't possible what are we thinking but the spirit of both of you is coming through and going past that logical mind with a knowing that actually this is possible. And if other people can do it, you could do it. And there's that little voice in the back of your head that actually knew that together you were stronger and that you could fight through those inner critic, low confidence, questioning barriers that human beings do, especially women 
because mm. your superpower as a woman, I believe our superpower as a woman is we're emotional and intuitive, but we're also super strong. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I think framing it the way that you guys have just has, have just framed it, I think probably it was that friendship and that feeling that I don't want to do this on my own, but I think with you by my side, we can get there. That was the foundation of it that has really got us through this last year. Because obviously setting up a business when you've never done it before in a global pandemic and then having to raise a fairly considerable sum of money to get a tech business off the ground when lots of people are saying things like well good job for giving it a go you've really <laughs> got to have that determination and there were absolutely days where one or other of us was really wavering and I think it wasn't even the voice at the back of my mind telling me I could, ca I could carry on it was Hannah's voice telling me I could carry on and vice versa and helping each other to get through those moments where self-doubt does creep in and as you say I think we are pretty steely and underneath the emotion and the vulnerability and the self-doubt is an understanding that, you know, if we look back at what we have achieved in our sales careers, we are top achievers, we are successful, we, like we definitely back ourselves as salespeople. So I think we've just got to remember that strength, resilience that we have possessed and shown in our previous endeavours and channel that towards each other and towards candidly as we make these steps forward. Mm. And I think that's that's one very strong point, Alex, because also, and, and, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think when we previously connected, that was something that was also raised because culturally, and I'm going to, I'm going to go straight at it, say, I think it's wrong, but the business that you guys were getting in are in tech is kind of culturally defined as a male arena. So not only you had to battle that self uh, you know, that inner critic, but you had to battle people are saying, oh, you're a woman and you're getting in here. Kind of like even doubting more whether you would be able to do this job. So I guess on days like those, when perhaps the inner critic is speaking louder or the outside world is speaking louder than you would want it to, how do you go back to that confidence? How do you remind yourselves how powerful, how successful, how brilliant at what you do you guys are? Do you have any quick tips, tools, resources that you can share with us and our audience? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is, this is, again, something we've been talking about very recently. Uh, and I think Hannah and I have tackled some of these challenges differently, which has been an interesting learning curve as well. And, and when we've come across adversity through this last year and had conversations that could have really knocked our confidence, and that could be as simple as someone that we respect and has worked with before saying, you know, where's your X metric? And we don't have X metric. And we're thinking, well, hang on a second, like, we haven't got a thing that we really need. We're falling behind. We don't know what we're doing. How do we think we can do this? But then remembering that we, this is the first time we've ever set up a company. We can't be expected to have all the answers from day one. Or it could be something slightly, uh, a bit of higher level misogyny of a stereotypically white middle-class older male who's been successful in business and therefore when he jumps on a call about investing in us tells us how things should be done rather than the way that we're proposing things and I think in both of those circumstances what I've been trying to learn is to surround ourselves with a small group of people whose opinion that we trust and that we know that underneath it all means well and will support us and isn't talking down to us or telling us how things should be, but is instead bouncing ideas off us 
helping us be, being critical and you know po posing questions that might challenge us but in a way where we know that fundamentally hannah and i've got to stick with our gut and what works for us and the business we're creating but there have definitely been hard times where you come off a call which is extremely deflating we had one a few weeks ago and i knew immediately after the call that hannah was going to have been really struggling with it because it was just an hour long destruction of everything we'd been trying to create there was no positivity in it and i think in situations like that sometimes you've got to have try and take a step backwards and almost have a laugh at it because from my perspective that guy he didn't want to try and be constructive and help us he wanted to make us feel terrible and i wasn't willing to let that happen so sometimes we had to <laughs> try and you know just ignore people that were going to bring us down and surround ourselves with positivity and people who we knew had our best interests at heart. Taking that step back, though, takes true awareness, doesn't it? It takes true awareness that actually not everybody is in your corner. Yeah. And some other people have a different agenda. And that takes strength and awareness and acceptance mm. to step back. I, th I, think it's, I, think, I think it's really hard because, I mean, rejection is something we've had to learn to deal with you know through 20 years of, of sales but when it's your baby like candidly is and we've fought tooth and nail to get it to where it is it's really hard to hear people say anything negative about it and and I think can I do deal with things differently to Alex so I think you know when I hear that so for example the call that Alex was saying like I do take it a lot to heart I'm the kind of person that will then wake up at three o'clock in the morning and I'm thinking about you know what's being said and what I have to do is to kind of try and take the emotion out of it and look at the break it the call down or whatever it is the feedback into kind of what what is actual I guess like fact and what's emotion and then I try and deal with it like quite logically. So I'll then go and look at and say, okay, if this is the argument that they're making, like how much truth is there behind that? How much of a reality is that? So therefore, is that something that we should be listening to or not listening to? And it's just really interesting because, you know, based on, you know, when, when we'd actually broken that call, for example, down into like the baby steps of, you know, the, the feedback, I guess, and actually looked at it, bit by bit actually it didn't make you know it, it there was not there wasn't any truth in it in terms of our reality so then it was much easier for me to kind of compartmentalize and move it to one side but I, I it gives me a wobble and I'm and it freaks me out and then it makes me more determined so I'd say that I literally do come back like after post that call I came back like fighting even harder I was like you know I'm not going to listen to this kind of feedback and we are going to do this and I'm prepared to push it even further now to make sure that we do succeed so we'll it's show trying him. yeah exactly <laughs> I love though <laughs> Hannah I love your vulnerability and your honesty and I think that's so important for the audience to hear that different people deal with things different different ways and it's it's not wrong because for me where there's passion you need more compassion for yourself and I think everybody needs to remember that but that passion is also fire and it does can help you drive forward if you don't allow it to break you which is why you need the compassion and we teach our clients uh, I don't know if you've heard of it it's, it's called rain so R is you know you recognize how you're feeling and accept it 
because one thing that we do find with our clients that they will move straight to the logic. So they actually push the feeling aside, whereas actually the, the feeling is a teacher as well. So then accepting that feeling and then the I is inquire, like you just said, what is actually true about this and what isn't and why is this affecting me like this? Where's where's the absolute facts? And then the N is nurture, which is why I say about that compassion. You know, the nurture is that that voice that says, no, we can do this. Yeah. Yeah, this is true. This isn't true. This was good feedback. This wasn't good feedback. And then it becomes a, a any feedback even if it's from somebody who didn't have the right intention because anyone with the right intention doesn't just blast you do they they give you both (laughs) sides because it's always both sides and with any new business is never going to be straightforward and there's always many roads to it yeah but I think you're making a very important point there Flair which is the intention because it happens with all all sides of communication right it's not the same me trying to say hey Maybe we can do these better. Why don't we look at this? And then that is constructive feedback. My intention there is to help. When as Alex, you were saying, it's like that call was just to bring us down. That was it. That, that was the intention of that call. And I think that's when your awareness needs to kick in and make you realize, okay, regardless of the truth being spoken in this call, what was the intention why were things said? Because if you can find that the person talking to you has a good intention, those words hurt less. But when you find that somebody is just going at it for no reason whatsoever, then that's when that passion can turn into the wrong fire. But what I love hearing is that you turn that after kind of like going at it and really thinking through what has been said and why it was said, then you were able to turn turn that into fuel, fuel to gather more passion to then go go back at it even stronger. And I think that takes guts, that takes vulnerability, but also let's not forget that moment when you're actually, okay, let's just drill it down. Because sometimes even when when we receive that criticism, can hold some truth and I think it's beautiful that you guys also listen to that and evaluate it okay maybe there are some things in here that we need to implement because not everything is just to bring it out I think we're we're so aware of all the things that we don't know (laughs) Um, Hannah and I are both commercial leaders by background we've never been technologists We've never been accountants. We've never been lawyers. And there's so much to setting up this business that we don't know. And I think actually one of the things that when we spoke to um, a founder of a business very near the beginning through our network, who actually said that the fact that we know from the outset that we don't know all the answers puts us in such a strong position compared to so many founders who quite frankly think they know it all. And Hannah and I, are absolutely the opposite. And I think one of the lessons I had through my relationship deteriorating was the importance of showing vulnerability because I think in terms of forming connection, the best thing you can do is show your true self. From my friendships, I was very keen to make sure that I showed vulnerability because when I did, I was met with vulnerability in return and that just strengthened the connection and I think that's been the case through our business endeavors so far as well because when we've spoken to other founders about the challenges they've faced 
they've shared incredibly, been so kind with their time, with their networks. And I think that's all come from a position of we don't know it all and we would love your help, which yeah has been very valuable for us. Yeah, I think that learning that you've had as well about surrounding yourself with the right founders and the the people that really absolutely that is the best learning, isn't it? You know, that's the true learning. And that's what you who you really learn from because at the end of the day, they're the one who knows <laughs> how difficult it was and how they didn't know the answers and how they're working it out every step of the way. And I don't know if you listen to um the diary of a CEO by Stephen Bartlett. It's a no, podcast. Yeah, it's a podcast. So he interviews, you know, head of deliver, you know, the founder of Deliveroo and you know, all the all the top founders. And I was listening to one of his this week, and the, the guy from Deliveroo was saying, every step of the way, it's been a slog. Mm. You know, it, it is not easy. And everybody thinks that because you've come up with solutions, and he still goes out five times a week and delivers. So he can see what the actual, yeah, to see, so he can see actually what is happening on the ground. But I think the fact that you, by listening to you two, both of you have got that humbleness that you don't think you know it all. So you've got the same as what he had. You know that there's a solution that needs to be solved, which is one of the, the keys he said. And you also know that you don't know everything. So you're going to be finding out from everybody how to work it out you're keeping that curiosity whereas people think they know everything they don't keep learning do they they uh, and and that's why half the time the businesses don't survive because it really yeah. knocks their ego if they think they know everything and then they don't whereas <laughs> your ego is both saying you know very in check and I think that's going to take you a long way what what have you found have been the positives of being um female founders we've talked about some of the negatives I think having um, a high level of emotional intelligence and empathy and as you've just said you know it's it, it we don't operate with egos so I think that's hopefully endeared people more to helping us as Alex said like we've had the most incredible support from our investors and just our networks of, of people that have been there and done it. And I think if we had maybe approached people with like a big ego and being like, okay, we've got all the answers, they'd have been less inclined to help us. So, and I think just dealing with some of the issues and problems, I mean, it's taught me so much because I think prior to Candidly, I mean, I'm quite a direct person and I think I've always found it quite hard to see things from other people's perspectives. And yet, when you're dealing with like a development company and tech people who don't think the way I think it's, it's been the most, I mean, it's been really hard, really hard to kind of look at myself um, very honestly, but it's taught me so much about how, how to communicate with people and how to get, how to achieve that kind of win-win for everyone, even if it's not necessarily what you want. Um, so I think kind of just having, I, I guess, being a female, being prepared to kind of constantly learn and constantly look at what are we not doing? What should we be doing? And how can we keep growing and evolving to make ourselves and this business the best we possibly can? I think, um, and I don't know whether they're female attributes or not, but they're certainly, I think, strong attributes in us. Yeah, and they're definitely strong attributes and successful founders by the, what the research shows yeah yeah 
I think also like with the business we're setting up, because a big part of it, both in terms of what Hannah and I were keen to set up from the outset, being a business that allows flexibility, that is supportive of people in different circumstances. That was one of the root causes of us wanting to set up something of our own. And then how Candidly has evolved as an HR tech tool also is very focused on eliminating unconscious bias in the recruitment process and equality and inclusion and diversity. It fits really nicely with then having to experience some of the challenges that we do as females going into a male-dominated world, dealing with people who might think that their opinion carries more weight than ours for some strange reason, and tackling those biases firsthand, particularly with Hannah by my side. I think sometimes we come off calls and just our gut says, no, that <laughs> they're not the right partners for us. And a, a lot of that is also staying true to what we want candidly to be and the message we're trying to bring to the world through our technology if something doesn't feel like it aligns with that then we'll find a different path to achieve our goals i'm just loving hearing like you know that you found this thing and correct me if i'm wrong because i think when we first connected you kind of set up something that is shaped dramatically now because yeah. it was just going to be oh let's just do this HR recruitment business and then it's like let's just get into tech which you know <laughs> yeah. pretty close together but I just love that you you just took the ball by the horns you were like okay we thought that this was was needing fixing in the industry but actually we've came with this much bigger thing that needs addressing and instead of kind of like you know parking it and saying well we'll just find somebody to do that and then let's focus on what we originally intended you were like no somebody needs to solve it and that somebody is going to be us <laughs> I just yeah. I love that I love that curiosity I love that let's just go for it so I guess once you you've put that in perspective and address that you guys are, you know, making that stand, which I think is beautiful. Is there anything else that you want to achieve after that? We have big, big ambitions question. so candidly. <laughs> tell us all, Alex, tell us all. Well, I mean, we're, we're still pre-launch. So the business is due to go live early next year. And yeah, the aspirations are to go international, to to take the business up to a stage where it's worth considerable value, you know, multi-million pound valuation so that we can yeah, prove that we've done it. We can secure our futures and we can hopefully make a real difference to the world of hiring. The world of recruitment can be really intimidating for small businesses because you don't know what you don't know very similar to how Hannah and I have embarked on our journey. And if we can try and use our knowledge and the, the, the network that we have, the knowledge that they have, to make that step into hiring as, a, as an early stage business or an SME less intimidating, what a great thing that would be. And at the same time, eliminate bias in your hiring process. It would just be such a wonderful thing to feel like we've had a positive impact on the world of, of hiring for small businesses. Mm, that's beautiful. So can you tell us in a nutshell for the people listening to us, what does Candidly do for any recruiters, any companies out there for, you know, when it launches early next year, be ready, people, hear out. <laughs> <laughs> so C Candidly is a intelligent automated hiring platform. So it helps companies, so specifically SMEs and tech scale-ups, source, identify and hire the best talent. So we are moving away from platforms that exist out there that are all about improving process to really help companies with this 
enormous fight for talent that is going on right now. We're helping them and empowering them to um, find the people that is going to help their businesses scale. Because ultimately, as Alex and I know, as a tech scale up, you are not going to grow. You're not going to achieve your goals unless you can hire brilliant people. And that's what Candidly is all about, hiring brilliant people. Mm, I love that. It just makes me feel, you know, because <laughs> obviously I'm married to an entrepreneur and I know how hard it is. You know, and he's been very wonderful in helping us. <laughs> Get that in there, Hannah. <laughs> I lost my train of thought now. Um, how helpful it is for, for new businesses to, you know, not waste that time trying to find the right people because that is that can be the make or break. Mm-hmm. Can we yeah. such the make or break? And, you know, for us, we're both passionate about making it a happier world for everybody and humans being the best humans. So I feel if people are in the right job, in the right place, then there's a happier workforce. And if there's a happier workforce, there's happier children. And if there's happier children, there's a happier world. So for us, <laughs> this feels like a very exciting journey. And yeah. I love the fact that two women have gone into it even though they're totally terrified <laughs> finding their way through but they know their talents and they know they're super talented and and they've got each other I think is it's such a lovely story for all of our listeners to hear so can you just sum up in one sentence each how you've made your life better if you start with you Alex oh how have I made my life better I think what candidly has done for me or what this experience of starting a a business with Hannah has done exactly as you were alluding to at the start with being in a difficult place is it's helped me find myself so it's given me a sense of confidence in my own skin and confidence moving forward that I am on the right path for happiness love that <laughs> and and for me it's enabled me to have that all-important career that I love and business whilst also being a mum so for me being able to take my little boy to nursery and pick him up and be around when he needs me but at the same time having the time and flexibility to really focus and concentrate on candidly has been truly wonderful yeah so I'm hearing that aliveness is bringing both of you alive yeah, yeah because frightening things do bring you alive when we just stay in our comfort zone like you were saying earlier Alex it isn't we think that that's the space of uh, peace and serenity but actually as human beings we need that aliveness and you know really pushing ourselves to our outer limits getting a balance between the two is where we believe the magic happens so thank you so much both of you for taking your time out your busy schedule and joining us you're very welcome thank you for having us thank you very much i'm sure you're going to be an inspiration to many people that are thinking can they do this especially with your vulnerability that you've shown today so i really do thank you thank you both just before you leave where can people find you if they wanted to contact you so our website is now live. I only went live two weeks ago. Um, so that's uh, wearecandidly.com. Uh, and we're on LinkedIn and coming soon to other social media platforms. Super. We'll put that on the episode now so everybody can find you and you're just one click away. Thank you. <laughs> and thanks to all our listeners today for joining us for one more week. 
thanks for showing us your love and appreciation and please share this episode with anyone you think will benefit from it leave a comment and subscribe and we look forward to seeing you next week and in the meantime stay well stay safe and stay inspired much love